Uh, hey everyone, welcome back to the Show Me Show podcast for episode 66. Shout out to uh, Emperor Palpatine and his famous order that, that killed all the Jedi. Um, yeah, episode 66, the, the double six, uh, double siete, siete? Double seis. Getting my Spanish mixed up here. Seis. Seis, okay. That's what I was Seis, thinking. seis. Yeah, se- huh? Is that how you say it? No. No, that's oh, okay. six and six, but sesenta y seis is sixty-six. Okay. Um, as you can tell by this episode so far, it's it's a very unserious episode. Um, we are we are in the lull of the sports season. We have some MLB topics that we'll be talking about here at the beginning of the show, and then after that, there uh, there really ain't much to talk about. So it's just going to be us, uh, you know, pinballing back and forth. And uh, we do have some stuff that you know, some segments going on. Um, talking about i just got back from the smoky mountains i have a bunch of stuff um that i want to share to you guys about that trip um and then you know we got a regular segments as usual and we'll finish with the nfl wheel spins where we spin the wheel of nfl teams and whoever it lands on we talk about for a minute preview their season um but yeah let's let's get into this unserious episode uh as you can tell the hat, i don't have a hat on so as cam said the hat means business we're not doing business today we're just this is a goofball episode, so let's uh, let's fire it off here. Um, we have about what ten things on the notes. <laughs> yep, I think combined. So, um, let's start off with some MLB. Uh, I guess we could do some local MLB. Unfortunately, um, the St. Louis Seawards, they're terrible. Um, I last week it was a good note for them. Jordan Hicks had just emerged as a closer and was really good. Uh. Jordan Hicks is going to be traded at the deadline as well as about uh, four or five other players. So uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm slowly accepting reality here. I've, I've been in on the Cardinals all year saying, Hey, they can turn it around. They can turn it around. Last night I watched the entirety of last night is uh, the second game of the Astros series. Watched the entirety of the game. Saw the are not a whole, it was just, we fought our way back. We were up in front and then, all of a sudden, it just blows up in our face. Um, Gallegos on the mound. I don't feel like talking about it. But after watching that game, it was like, yeah, you know what? This uh, this might just be the season. And um, so, yeah, the C-words still in last place. They still suck. They're going to be – I have a feeling they're going to be sellers at the deadline. And uh, I guess some, a positive note, Arenado just got announced as the starter for third base uh, for the All-Star game. So there's our one all-star. I don't imagine we have any other ones except if maybe uh, Goldie as is like an injury replacement or something, but that's about, that's about the only other guy that is all-star caliber on our team this year. Um, man, just uh, it's, it's a big fat, tough scene. Um, but at least we're not in the, we're not the only ones in this boat. You know, the Padres, they're, they're in their own, tough scene right now the Mets in their own tough scene right now um Astros have kind of been in their own tough scene they're fighting for a playoff spot Mariners have been a huge tough scene after all that hype they had coming in so man and the Royals of course the Royals fighting for the last team in baseball and they have no top 100 prospects so yeah there's just not a lot of uh I mean it's a weird season in baseball we'll say we'll say that it's weird I don't know if you there are some or... uh, 
there's like some good, you know, typical surprising stories though. Um, in baseball, you know, you have the Rangers finally on the up and up. Last time I checked, they probably played today, so I don't know. But going off last night, uh, they were like 17 games above 500, um, leading one of the toughest divisions. Okay, um, leading one of the toughest divisions in baseball. Um, Rays are still good, but that division is still just competitive. Um, you know, the AL Central is just as bad as the NL Central. Actually, probably worse. The team leading it is under 500. Um, so there's that. Uh, one, I was actually at the game last night. Didn't I think it did end in a football score, 10 to seven. Um, we left after they batted in the eighth inning because the game was already over three hours and we both had to get back. Um, but my buddy, shout out Caden, the we sat in left field, um, row one in left field, and uh, right before the game, we were like, man, this is literally, if you look at Arenado's spray chart, this is literally where every single one of his homers is hit, and uh, he hit one literally right at us, and my buddy, it hit off of his hand and then bounced back off onto the field, and uh, I can't remember his first name, but Madris for the Astros didn't throw it back up into the stands. He just threw it into the field. So um, this close to catching an Arenado home run ball. That was pretty sweet. I've never had a ball hit at me like that. I was in shock. If if you saw it on TV and you saw me, I, I stood up kind of slow because I was just like, holy shit, is this actually coming towards me? Um it didn't look like it was going to carry that far either, but it did. Um, 102 miles per hour off the bat. So that was pretty sweet. But then also Jose Altuve hit a three-run shot in the eighth, and they scored five, and they won 10-7. to seven, So tough scene. Yeah. I, we'll go, I, I was watching, you know, I watched the home runs MLB account on Instagram, and I saw I saw you on the account, you know, just right there. Even they did like a slow motion replay afterwards of the home run and it zoomed in kind of like on it going out of the ballpark and into the stands. And there was you just standing right there next to it. And uh, so it was pretty cool. I mean, it was, if you want to go back and watch the, uh, the highlight, it was the first inning home run from the second game of the Astros, probably on the Cardinals Twitter account um, or on MLB.com. And there's, there's camera right there in the first row. So that was pretty cool. I hate to I hate to break it to you. I think I probably one up to you with my um encounter in sports this week. I'll get to that later, but uh yeah, oh, you, you definitely did. I would thing. take it I would take <laughs> it over and over and over again what you did over what I did yeah. like that. Yeah, I and you mentioned the shock factor. I was I was incomplete. It didn't really fully register until after it happened, but we'll get into that later. Um so yeah, and then in the eighth inning, the C-Words give up, you know, five runs. And that's really the story of the season is, yeah, Altuve hit the three-run homer to put the Astros on top, but it's only eight to seven. You have six outs left, and you're down by a run. If that was it, then that was fine. But what the C-Words have been doing the entirety of this year is whenever something like that happens, they just lay down and they die. They have no fight. And you saw what happens two, two batters later. Jose Abreu smacks it over. Then it's a three-run game, and then it's really over. Um, so that, I mean, that's just the, it, it's so hard whenever you have your, your legend 
you're in my opinion, I would say team leader in, in ways, Adam Wainwright going out there and just getting embarrassed by every single team he pitches against. Um, you have the fans booing you, you're in last place, you know, and, and you've blown 16 games. You have 16 blown saves on the year. It's just hard to whenever the, the Altuve home run is hit and you know all those things, it is just hard to continue to play competitive baseball. And I completely get it. It sucks. Um, but I I don't know, man. This season might it 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 might be over. It uh we, we might be calling it a wraps, but every once in a while the the good franchises need a rebuilding year. Um and this maybe with the Cardinals might be best for them in the long run. Um it's certainly disappointing now, but could help us, you know, if we win a World Series in the next three years, it's like, well, maybe this this season was important to that. So um I guess that's all I got for the C words, but oh other than the fact that I'm calling them the C words now. I'm I'm bleeping out their actual name. So just to keep them out of my mind for the remainder of this year. Yep. Long Good. off season. That's for sure. Um, so should we get to the big news from last night that just popped out of nowhere late in the night out on the West coast? Uh, the Yankees, the Yankees were uh, visiting the, uh, athletics and Domingo Herman threw a perfect game. And that's it. Yeah, it was it was one of the weirdest uh, perfect games I think I've ever encountered because I really didn't like embrace it until it was three outs away. Because I get the notifications when someone has a no hitter or a perfect game through seven innings, and the no hitter ones happen all the time. And they usually get broken up, um, and so I got it. And I didn't realize it said perfecto. I was like, I was just a no hitter, and then I see three outs away from a perfect game. And I'm like, Oh man, I better tune into this. And, uh, I always root for perfect games. I always root for no hitters unless it's a combined no hitter. Cause they're, they're, they're kind of fake combined no hitters. Um, but I, I usually always root for them cause it's baseball history. It's really cool for guys. Um, when they go out there and, um, but this one, I'll be honest when I saw it was Domingo Herman, I was rooting for the A's in every every facet just to get on base. It didn't matter if it was an air, didn't matter if it was a hit. I just did not want Domingo Herman to be the one to throw a perfect game. But, you know, as it turns out, the sports gods just continuously peg me. And so, yeah, of course he threw a perfect game. And um, I'll be honest, it, it couldn't have happened to a more classier guy. I mean, this guy just, I mean, off the field, he's a great family man. Um, great Valentine to his wife. And, uh, you know, he's just a, he's a true statesman of the game. I mean, just an all around class act and it couldn't have happened to a better guy. I'm so happy for him that he was the one to do it. Um, you know, he definitely, definitely doesn't cheat either. You know, he's a very clean player. He's never been thrown out for, you know, putting too much sticky stuff on the ball. Some, unlike some other guys. So I mean, just a really good guy for that to happen to. Um, not he's, uh, yeah, but, uh, it, it was a weird performance. It was against the A's. So some people are saying it's a Mickey mouse, perfect game, but honestly, a perfect game is a perfect game. 
it, it it's hard to do. Um, in my opinion, I mean, you you have twenty seven batters and you retire every single one in order. That's I mean that's incredible. It's only happened twenty four times. This is only the twenty fourth time it's happened in the history of baseball. This is going back to like the eighteen hundreds. It's only happened twenty four times. That's how rare it is. It hasn't happened since two thousand and twelve. It actually happened three times in 2012, uh, weird enough, and then it didn't happen for 11 more years until, you know, last night. So, uh, man, this is a uh, – I mean, it, it was cool to, to witness history, but it, you mentioned it. It snuck up on you. It just kind of snuck up out of nowhere, and it was like, what, what, what the hell? It, it, perfect game? <laughs> it was just a very random – maybe one of the most quiet perfect games ever because it was by a guy who um, – is is kind of a bad human he's not really a good pitcher either if you looked at his last two starts he had like a total of five innings and like 17 earned runs <laughs> in his last two starts so he's not a good pitcher um and it was it was just a very weird occurrence but i mean hey it's cool it's baseball history so yeah it'll be a a really good like baseball jeopardy trivia question in like 15 years who threw the most recent perfect game for the Yankees? And you'll have to just really sit there and think. And you probably won't get it. And then they'll tell you Domingo Herman, and you'll be like, who would have who would have thought? But yeah, it happened. And I think it <laughs> snuck up on us, Luke, because one, I was driving most of the time uh, while that game was going on. <laughs> and two... Um, you know, they're on the West Coast, and three, it's the Athletics, so nobody's watching them either. Um, and it just happened really, really late, so we weren't watching it. Um, and it just popped up. It popped up while I was brushing my teeth, actually. So, um, yeah, it definitely was uh, snuck up, that's for sure. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it's just the latest of series of events of MLB that has just made this season a crazy season. Um, and honestly, if the C-Words were doing a little better, I would uh, – I mean, it would just really be a perfect season. But I think we got our moment last year. We had our fun season last year, and uh, this year it's just time for everyone else, all the other fan bases, to get their fun season. So, um, yeah, I'm yeah, – very, very sneaky one. Uh, and then some other baseball things that have just been kind of happening. Um, nothing like out of the ordinary this week, but Luis Arias is, he's just a hitting machine. He's close to 400. He's in the MVP race, just got an all-star appearance. Um, and the Marlins are really good. You know, it's not just that he is, you know, up at the top of the order raking, you know, singles at a rapid rate, but Marlins are doing really good. And then Shohei Otani, he he might be God. Uh, <laughs> we've we've never seen anything like this, and we'll never see anything like it again. I was just telling my dad last night. I was like, I'm trying to enjoy this because my dad was like, this is the best player I've ever seen in my life, and it's not close. You know, and my dad's he's been around for over 50 years now, and for him to say that with just such ease, like not even a, a doubt in his mind that Otani is the best player. It's just. It's incredible, and Otani's probably the best player I will ever witness in my lifetime, so I'm just trying to kind of enjoy it because I'm realizing I'm not going to see it again. But he's the runaway MVP right now, and uh, honestly, he could probably just get hurt for the rest of the year and he'd still win the MVP. So 
29 home runs, one of the best top five pitchers in the AL right now. It's uh, it's weird, <laughs> it, but it's also incredible. So, yeah, it's. I think this is a broken record cliche that's said about him, but he's like a created player on MLB The Show. But I don't even know if you can do that on the show. You know, the two-way pitcher hitter thing like him. I'm not sure. Uh, they added into the game after Otani won the MVP in 2021. Okay. Actually, they might have done it after 2020, but they didn't add it until Shohei Otani was good in the league. So Makes sense. All right. Yeah, and that, that's baseball. Uh, we got about 15 minutes, 16, 17 that's minutes. That's pretty good. That, so. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot that happened, so. I mean, this is this is the time to talk about it. I think we're going to try and get uh, our good baseball extraordinaire on for next week's show to talk some All Star game and uh, some trade deadline, um, like like we had him on last year. He was our first ever guest at this time uh, last year, so hopefully we will be able to get him on and just get a new voice on here, like we had a few weeks ago with Mister Justice. Um, but uh, let's get into just some of the other uh, the other show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, so, what, what do you what, what do you want to lead off here with, Cam? Uh, Tough scene or just some other stuff? No, I, I kind of like other stuff. That's I think that that's good. Okay. Um, I want you to start with the first one. I actually want you to enlighten me on the first one because I've seen it on the interwebs, but I I don't really know what we did. I just saw like the presser, and they're like, yeah. Uh, we may have lost or misplaced 6.2. Oh, I, I had that for my tough scene, but, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess we could, we could talk about this now. So basically it's a tough scene, but the United States government did make a big oopsie and that's basically what they called it. And, uh, they made an, they called it an accounting error, which, you know, it, it might've been, but it also might not have been. I'm not here to speculate, but regardless, we screwed up $6.2 billion, um, and we lost it, and I, I think we ended up giving it to Ukraine, so I mean, it, there's worse places for that to go to, but it, it's just, it just is just baffling for the United States government to misplace that much money. That's my money. That's that's my money. That's your money, Cam. That's the listener's money. That's everyone's money. Six point two billion dollars. That's a lot of taxpayer money, and it's it's just just uh, it's no wonder that our country is thirty trillion dollars in debt uh, when we have people that make just you know small six point two accounting errors, six point two billion dollars well, worth of accounting errors. So. Well, Lucas, you remember what happened. Last time we misplaced a large amount of money, two trillion to be exact. The following day, when we had the presser, nine eleven. Oh. So just when the keep your eyes to the sky, here, if you will. Keep your eyes to the sky. Keep your eyes to the sky. I they can't do that again, but. Yeah, that that was a lot more money than six point two billion. I mean, two trillion is. Woo! Imagine if the that's, internet was around uh, back then for that. Oh, dude, 
if the internet was around back then, because do you remember how like the country united after that? Like when Osama was killed, everyone was chanting USA. If the internet was around in that time period, that wouldn't have happened. It would have been the Republicans did it. It's a liberal conspiracy. Uh, you know, it, it, it just it would have just polarized the country even more. And so that's why when people are like, oh, we need another event like that to happen to unite the country. It's like, I don't think it's possible to unite the country in this day and age. So I don't want to get into politics here. This is a sports show, but uh, that is my take on the things. But uh, yeah, regardless, it, the government is, uh, it, it, it really frustrated me when they basically came out and they just said, oopsie, you know, and it wasn't like, you know, we're trying to get it back. We're trying to fix it. It was just like, we made an oopsie and uh, yeah, so move on with your lives and continue to pay us, you know, our increased taxes. So just a baffling scenario there that it doesn't seem to be being talked about a bunch. You know, that that's something that I feel like should be in the news a lot more than what it is. So, um, ooh, yay. Alex Bregman hits a grand slam up in the ninth. Astros are now up 14 to nothing. <laughs> Well, football score. That's that's a Big Joe Ten football score. So, an Iowa football score there. They wouldn't score fourteen, but that's okay. Um, all right. Okay. Which one should we do? I got next? some other stuff. I'll just. I don't know. I I had a big week, so um, yeah, you did. I did not remember. If you guys remember me tweeting out on the Show Me Show Twitter account. Um, I usually tweet out the links to the Spotify and the YouTube on the Twitter account um, for when the new episodes come out. And I was actually going to Tennessee this week. I went to the Smoky Mountains, but we stopped in Nashville for the first night. Um, and so on the drive there, we recorded uh, the episode the night before I left. And so I was uploading it on the drive to Nashville. And uh, when I opened up my computer to start uploading it, it was at 5%. So I was able to sneak the upload of Spotify and Apple. I was able to get the listening platforms out, but the YouTube didn't upload. So my computer was just dead for the entire trip. I, I didn't bring a charger because I forgot. My computer battery is usually pretty good. I just forgot to charge it. Um, so I didn't bring a charger. No one else had a charger, so it was just dead. And I was unable to upload the show to YouTube until I got back yesterday, but... Uh, it, so that, that was a, the first tough scene of the whole thing. Um, and then when I, you know, when we uploaded the episode and I listened to it on the way back, I, I was just in shock at, at the quality of it because there was points in time where I was just going off. Cam is literally sitting there just moaning into the microphone. I mean, you'll have to go back and listen to it. I think it was it was really bad during the uh, David Freeze segment. It was about mm, 25 minutes into the show. Um, we were talking about David Freeze declining his invitation to the Hall of Fame. And I'm, like, talking about, like, doing something serious or getting some really good stuff in, and Cam is just moaning the whole time. And it is just – it is incredibly funny. Um, it, it It's really bad. Like, I was listening to it like, this is bad, but I also couldn't stop laughing either. So – I, I don't know if it's really bad or not, but it was it was pretty funny. So hopefully we don't have that this week. But but that was just another tough scene to add insult to injury of it not being uploaded. And then when it is, you just get a guy moaning into your ear. 
Um, and yeah. Also, I I went to the Smoky Mountains, very smoky, and I came back expecting it to be better, and it's just it's real smoky here. So that's that's a weird thing. Cam, what do you have to say about your moaning? I uh, I'm actually shocked that it happened because. Like I was telling you, I feel like I muted my mic most of the time. I must have just forgot during a few moments. And then, yeah, those were, they are some loud huffing and puffings of breathing noises. And uh, Luke did show me some, and they, they are quite comical, but it is bad podcasting. But it was, it was very funny. Uh, yeah, I just got to get in front of that one. That was, that was bad. That was a, that was a tough scene. I got, I try to make sure that doesn't happen anymore, but was funny. I will say that. Yeah. I mean that, uh, it was, it, it was, it was weird. I know just everything. This episode is weird. Just a weird time period to be alive. Kind of. Um, but yeah, the smoky mountains trip was awesome. I'm not going to get into it too much. Um, it was a lot of hiking, a lot of good hiking, a lot of rain, which is unusual for, you know, me living in this area. But one thing that did happen, this was going to be my say hello, um, but then we ended up not doing say hello, kiss goodbye this week. We're just doing tough scenes. So uh, I figured I'd include this in the, uh, the, the the other stuff segment. So I I met an NFL player, and it's not just any old NFL player. So I'll get the whole... I'll get the whole story here. So we we went to Nashville on we drove down there on Wednesday, stayed the night, went to some uh like the bars and stuff on that highway, went to dinner and stuff, went to bed fine, woke up the next morning, we had tickets to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, and then we were gonna leave to go to the Smoky Mountains after we were done with that. Well, we're in the Country Music Hall of Fame, I'm enjoying it, you know, I'm walking around, we've been in there about two hours, and then we're getting to client kind of close to the end here. And I, I get these, this, this group is pretty loud. And, uh, you know, in, in the country music hall of fame, it's a lot of old people and, you know, they're not very loud. And so this, this large group, it was a large group of them. And uh, I'm kind of looking around. I'm like, Oh, you know, they're just enjoying, you know, their time. And then I'm like, man, these dudes are, they're huge. Like these guys are massive human beings. And a lot of them were African-American, not like that means anything, but, you know, that typically does point to, you know, a sports team, whenever they're largely African-American and they're very big individuals. Um, you can make a pretty good assumption on that. So, and then hold on another thing. A lot of them had Tennessee Titans stuff on. So we're in Nashville, obviously where the Tennessee Titans play. And I, you know, when I first saw them, I didn't think much of it. I was just like, Oh, you know, these guys just must be Titans fans. But then I started putting, I started connecting the dots in my brain. I'm like, they're very large individuals. They're kind of just like screwing around here. Like, <laughs> like almost like someone else paid for them to go in and they're just kind of, you know, looking around at their own pace. And they're all, a lot of them are wearing Tennessee Titan stuff. And so by the time I figured this out, I was in another section and I see a large group, probably of 15 to 20 of them, like walking around. And I'm like, man, I think that might be some of the Tennessee Titans. I don't know why they're here. You know, they're not doing training camp or anything. I don't know why they're here, but I think that's, I think that's their team, some of their team. And then, of course, you know, knowing me, I pick out the one white guy in the crowd. 
And I'm like, oh, I know who that is. That was the their second round pick, Will Levis. You know, he's right there in front of me. So um, I didn't I didn't recognize any of the other players. I did look at him. I, one of them, I think, was Ben Jones, but I don't know why a veteran like that would be, you know, in town at this point. I think a lot of them were like rookies and, uh, you know, young signees on the practice squad. I think that's what a lot of them were. You know, Derrick Henry wasn't there. I look for Derrick Henry. He he wasn't there. Um, but Will Levis was quarterback from Kentucky. And so it, in the moment, I, I really didn't even think much of it. I was like, I'm just going to go up and talk to him. You know, why not? And so, you know, in typical Luke fashion, I make it as awkward as possible. And I go up to the guy walking next to him who's on his phone. And I go, hey, man, your friend kind of looks like Will Levis. And he kind of looks up from his phone and goes, huh? Like, he didn't hear me. And I'm like, that guy right there kind of looks like Will Levis. And at this point, you know, he overhears and he turns around. He's like, what's going on, man? And I go up for the fist bump. I'm like, what's up, man? And then I go for the fist bump. He goes for the handshake. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I see what we're doing here. So, uh, yeah, I dapped up Will Levis just in the middle of public in the Country Music Hall of Fame. So uh, it was it was an interesting experience. They looked like they were in a rush to get out, so I didn't ask for a picture or anything. But, uh, yeah, that's what happened. That, that was my experience. Yeah, that's so sweet. Uh, that's really cool that you got to even meet him a little bit. So, uh, some Titans talk. Did you see uh, Malik Willis put out a big, like, cryptic Instagram post the other day? He's like, it's going to be real crazy when the script flips. Technically, he's still on the roster, um, and apparently he's made some big strides in the offseason. Um, I think they're still projecting Tannehill as the starter, but maybe Willis will actually make the team. There was a lot of thoughts that he actually wouldn't even make the team um, That because Mike Vrabel doesn't really like to keep three quarterbacks. Um, yeah. He thinks that's a waste of space, which I don't really blame him, but uh, he he might make the team, so – Titans talk there. Yeah, I mean, he might have been in that crowd. I'll be honest. I didn't look around a whole lot. I looked for Derrick Henry, didn't see him. There were probably some other players in that group that I would have recognized, but I I saw one that I recognized that was a big name, and I was like, I'm just going to go up and talk to him. I didn't really look at any. The guy who I talked to that was standing next to him, I had no, I didn't recognize him at all, but um. Like I said, like there were probably some other players in that crowd that that I would have recognized, um, but I just I didn't look around very intently. It was a very spur of the moment thing, and I think afterwards, like I was kind of walking away. I was like, man, that really just happened. And then like a minute later, I texted you and I was like, dude, I just I, Will Levis is here <laughs> along with a bunch of the other team. So it's a cool experience, but I mean it that's something that I don't think I would have been able to do a few years ago. You know, I would have just taken a picture from a farm and like, Oh dude, look at this. Um, so I guess, I, you know, I'm very, I'm glad that I was able to just, you know, just take action in the moment and go out there and say hi to him or whatever. So yeah. something that that's cool. And I, I think I, I think I have to root for him now to succeed in the NFL. I think that's just the bylaws, you know, you, you, you shake someone's hand before they play it down in the NFL. I, I think you got to root for him. So, I agree. Yeah, you definitely should. Yeah. Also, I don't know what his hand measurements were, but uh, I I can give a pretty good scouting report of his hand if if that ever 
you know, comes up in top of your conversation. I, I, okay. I, can, I can give a pretty good scouting report of it. So did it, did he kind of molest your hand with how much bigger it was? Uh, it was certainly a bigger, more dominant hand than mine. Um, but it wasn't like absurdly long. It wasn't like shaking Kawhi Leonard's hand. If, if you know okay. what I mean, it, it, was, it was a normal hand, but you could tell it like, Oh, this guy, he's bigger than me. You know, um, this guy, like if it was mayo room, with his coffee. Alpha. Exactly. Oh yeah. It's gotta be big enough to squeeze the mayo bottle. Um, <laughs> wow. I forgot about that. That, that's still weird. That is still weird. I completely forgot that he does that. I hate being in on a guy that that does that. Yeah, now you're like, shit, do I actually root for him? This guy is putting mayo in his coffee. (laughs) No, I still have to. Yeah, you got to I might even have to put mayo in my coffee. I might have to try it. Okay. Uh, No, no. Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> I'll tell you what. If he wins Offensive Rookie of the Year this year, I will put mayo in my coffee. All right, there and you I will, go. I will post it on the Show Me Show account. That's that's a promise. There you so. go. You won't have to. You won't have to put mayo in your coffee. <laughs> Probably not, <laughs> because Bryce Young exists. So, speaking of coffee. Uh, have you seen the Grimace shake for McDonald's, Cam? Oh, I've seen it. Have you seen the trend online? I have seen the trend, and I love the trend. Yeah, oh God, that's a t- that's a terrible, terrible trend. I I didn't even see it. I until a few days ago, and it's just, I it, some of it's funny. Like sometimes it's funny, but a lot of times it's just like, dude, what is going on? Like who comes up with this? Um, but at the same time, if you look at Grimace, can you really blame these people for making these videos? So if you haven't checked it out, look up the Grimace shake trend on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, you can probably find it anywhere. But, um, if you're a college football fan, you know, the red Grimace from Western Kentucky and McDonald's Grimace is basically the same thing. He's just not as penis shaped and he's purple. Um, so it's just a weird looking fella. I don't know how he's associated to McDonald's. Um, but yeah, the, the shake memes are weird. I just, I just had to point that out. Yeah. Given the weird vibe. I like them, and I agree with you. Big Red, that's his name, uh, the WKU mascot. He's better, if you ask me, but I love the Grimace shake memes. They just get me. It's just guys being dudes in the parking lot. You know, uh, that's what it is. It reminds me of the Shamrock Shake memes where <laughs> they just get the Shamrock Shakes and just freaking launch them in the parking lot. Uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of like those trends, even though it's just complete tomfoolery and douchebaggery, but it is funny. Throwing a shake in the parking lot is a lot different than, you know, drinking the shake and then the next moment you're like having a seizure, you're being kidnapped or... You know, you're just dying in the, in the Grimace shake. Uh, it's certainly a lot different. I, I like both know. trends. I don't really I like get a lot of I stamp both okay. of those trends. I will say that this McDonald's trend is severely below the Travis Scott meal. 
I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> Whenever they would just drive through the drive through line and they're like, oh, you know why we're here. And then they just play sicko mode. And it's, that was a great thing. I always had every single time. I had, uh, I have this one meme on my phone and it's just these like colonists, uh, like conquering a new land. It just says Cactus Jack sent me. I love those. I love the Travis Scott memes. Those were so good. <sighs> Man, the yeah, there was some, snack meal. There were some pretty disturbing things that I mean, but honestly, a viral McDonald's trend, like, can you really expect anything to go like good? You have to expect that to be just disturbing. Yeah, you way. can't beat it. You can't beat it. There's really not that many trends that can beat that. No. Um man, just McDonald's, anytime they want to just blow up the internet and just make people uncomfortable, just have a new deal, invent a new special meal or whatever. And people I'm sure will make great fun out of it. So <laughs> shout out McDonald's still one of my favorite places to eat. Cam, I was uh, alerted that you had not had Taco Bell in over a decade. Is that true? That's a real fact. Yes. That's unfortunate. That I know I of. Bad for that I know of. I don't. I I told Luke. Um, there. Pardon my take. Did uh, Mount Rushmore of Taco Bell items? Basically, they were just rattling off Taco Bell items, and I was like, "Wow, those sound amazing." And I see the commercials. I do, but I was not a Mexican food eater. Uh, still, really, am not. I can't go too far into the Mexican dishes. Um, but I saw some of the Taco Bell items, and I was like, wow, those sound absolutely amazing. Which one stuck out? The crunch wraps, um, the chicken quesadilla on the menu, the the cheesy gordilla thing. Uh, they, they some gordita them, crunch? Yeah, they just sounded so good. I'm like, holy shit. Mixing those with just some soft and crunchy tacos, I that, that sounds really, really good. Um but yeah, I'll say it. I haven't been to the Bell in uh, over a decade, especially not on my own. I haven't been to the Bell on my own ever in my entire life. So um, I might break that soon just to, just to see what it's all about. You're going to have to. I think we're going to have to break that this weekend in celebration of the 247th birthday of the United States coming up on Tuesday. I think that uh, we may have to do a food review next week, a restaurant review of Taco Bell. So, sounds um, great. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's all I have for the other things. I have some tough scenes if you want to get into that. But you got anything else you want to bring up in this totally unserious episode? Hmm? Uh, <laughs> think hard. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. But there's a, it's just not a whole Harder. lot of thoughts. They're in my tough scenes. That's all about that's about all I've got. Okay, okay, let's jump into tough scene then. You go first. Uh, I, I just had a whole segment that was basically just me, so Okay. Uh my first tough scene of the week is a major tough scene. Um I don't know. I just, I guess, I just like spending money. Luke is, you know, I guess it just grows on trees for me. I guess. Um, 
I was at the gym. Me and my AirPods don't go anywhere uh, without each other. Um, and uh, we were like two peas in a pod at the gym. I feel like a psychopath when I don't have them. Um, anyway, I finished the workout and I was going back to my car and, uh, I have a Bluetooth thing in my car. So as soon as I turn the key in my car, my phone connects to the Bluetooth. Don't need the AirPods anymore. Put them in their case. Well, uh, I sat the, I, while they were still in my ear, I sat the case in the car and then I was like, oh, well, I got to put these in there. So I grabbed the case back out, put them in the case and sat it on the top of my car, and then sat up my towel, because I was all sweaty, on my chair. And then, Lucas, I just got in my car and whipped it out of the gym parking lot with the AirPods on top of my car. And I, uh, I did not know this until I got home. I had to mow the lawn as well. And I was getting ready to mow the lawn, and I used my AirPods when I'm mowing the lawn, too. And I was searching frantically in my car for them, nowhere to be found. And then it just dawned on me that I left them on the hood of my, or on the top of my car as I was driving out of the parking lot. And I just lots of thinking going on, Luke, during that, during those moments. Uh, should I go back to the competitive edge and look for them? Should I just start mowing and then go back? Well, eventually, I, like two minutes later, I got in my car and drove back and looked for them. In the parking lot, I was looking underneath people's cars, uh, which had to look kind of shady. Um, there's a giant hill at the competitive edge where I work out that has just white rocks all along the side that you drive up. So I was like trying to look through that. But if you didn't know, uh, AirPod case is white. So it kind of, if it even if it wasn't there, it would just blend right in. I was pissed off, Luke. I lost the AirPods. I knew they were gone. Um, and about an hour or about three hours later, I went to Walmart and bought a new pair because there was no way I was going to the gym the next day without AirPods. So, um, yeah, I, I got a new pair almost immediately, but How do you it, it had grass done. Without AirPods? Do you have like wire ones? No, I was just, uh, I was fueled off of pure rage, uh, during that, that lawn mowing. So, yeah, I got it done, but it yeah, was it was tough. tough. Uh, okay, yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah, it. Really but it I was actually, just another $107 down good. the drain. So That was it? Only 107 Yeah, it was. I just got the second generation. They're my favorite ones. They fit in my ear so well. Like, I can play basketball. I can hang clean with them. I can, I can run with them, but I'll... Uh, I'll get to that in a moment. I can't run right now, but, um, you know, I can do, they just fit so well in there. So, um, yeah, I was, go, those are my go-to. Um, also shout out to me. I got these around Christmas time, six months with a single pair of AirPods. Not bad, not bad. They're notorious for being lost. Um, six months isn't horrible. So I'll take it for as how much I use them. I think I'm going on about, uh, I'm going on close to two years with mine, so. Okay, well, I, what, okay. I got mine in November of 2021. Rub it in, but okay, sure. That's fine. Actually, it might have been November of 2020. That's fine, no. No, it was 21. Two, they're between 21. 
it was either November of 21 or November of 20 that I got mine. But in the left ear, like the main speaker went out. So it's like dimmed on the sound. And I've been, it's been like that for months. I've just gotten used to it. But uh, I think it's about time for me to get some new ones. But funny story about finding AirPods at the gym. This was about a year ago. And I'm driving, This we, we go to the same gym, up that hill, you know, and then when you're going up the hill, on the right, there's like another parking lot, the main parking lot, right in that main spot, I'm I'm driving. I'm like, that kind of looks like a case of AirPods. And so I drive past them, just thinking of nothing. I was like, well, if that is a case of AirPods, I'm going to go out and get them, you know? But I was like, it's probably just a rock. So I got out like an idiot and went and looked up. Sure enough, it was a pair of AirPods. And I'm like, there's no way. Like, it's just a free pair. And it turned out it actually belonged to someone I knew. They have like their initials carved into the case. And I had seen them at the gym like 10 minutes before I left. And so um, the next day at the gym, I went to give them back to him. And he's like, no, I'm actually, I've, I've already got a new pair. You can just keep them or whatever. So I, I just gave them to my sister. But yeah, it was a it was a free pair of AirPods. And uh, it just, it's weird. It, it is kind of amazing how often they get lost. So especially at that gym. Yeah. So someone well, probably did that game. Someone probably saw your AirPods and just took them. Yeah, I know. They're and if not, there's a free pair somewhere out there, whether it's in the parking lot. I don't think they're in the parking lot because I looked pretty good. Or it's just in the White Rocks somewhere. So if you want to just go searching. Um, yeah. Even my dad, he made a second trip back even after I told him, like, they're not there, Ron. They're not there. He's like, right, let me get a second set of eyes on this. On this. And uh, he went over and looked. he couldn't find me there. I'm like, yep. Yep. So. It's that was a tough scene. Uh, what was my other tough scene that I had on here? Oh, Adam Wainwright deactivated his Twitter account. It's a tough scene. Um, after his horrendous performance in London on Saturday, um, he was getting some very mean tweets, I would assume, um, to put that lightly. And uh, he deactivated his Twitter account. But then uh, he's back now. So it's just a few days later that he is now back on Twitter uh, with a lot heavier blocked list. Um, I see a lot a lot of people tweeting out their screenshots of Uncle Charlie 50 blocked you. I was not in one of those clubs, so I, I have not given Wainwright any hate, which, you know, I've said he sucked for some games, but I, I do respect him as a Cardinals legend, and it's very sad to see him go like this. But uh, as a C-words legend, oh my gosh, sorry. No profanity on this podcast. A C-words legend. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it, and then he deactivated, but he's reactivated now. So it's it's kind of weird. I, I envy someone who can deactivate their Twitter account. I wish I could do that. But I'm just so no. addicted. No, I love it too much. I actually love Twitter. It makes me laugh. So I would never go away from it, I don't think. Me too. I just spend way too much time on the app. True, but True. you can't you can't buy those laughs. You can't. So. so. All right. All right. That, that's, um, uh, that's my tough scene here. My next tough scene. scene. Uh, I was. I just briefly mentioned it. Uh, I've been running on the treadmill every like uh, after lifts and stuff. 
And the other day I did it, and the following day, my foot was all messed up, my left foot. Like, it hurt to walk. Um, the only time it felt okay is actually when it was flat-footed, but as soon as I had to move it, um, hurt like a son of a. And uh, it took it healed itself because I didn't do I was actually, like, on a little vacation just at the Lake of the Ozarks for three days. And it healed itself by the third day. And then so I was like, ah, oh, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. So the next day uh, when I got home and went back to the gym and after the lift, ran on the treadmill again, it started hurting probably at like the second mile or maybe like a mile and a half in. And I was like, ah, oh, Coach Luttrell would just want me to push through this and just keep going. So I did. And uh, it made it, it was so, it was even worse. Um, both feet like were like kind of like, runner's foot numb like I couldn't really feel them when I was on the treadmill like they were just like bricks and then uh once I got off I was like holy shit I really messed this up this time and that was like a full week I was out uh couldn't I couldn't really lift or anything because I couldn't really put much pressure on it hurt to walk for about a week um it's fine now and I'm just not running on the treadmill probably for the foreseeable future um, so yeah, that was a tough scene. Peroneal tendonitis is what it's called. It's a son of a bitch. It's literally exactly what I did is how you get it is like interval training, like with speed and whatnot, like going up and down on speeds to like, you know, uh, for distance and stuff like that. It's like just a big runner's thing, but it sucks. Stop me when you're just limping around like a, like a, like a, like a little baby. So um, yeah, I, I guess I kind of thought it was like fasciitis, fasciitis. Yeah, when you first said it, but it might be a form of it. I don't know. It's uh, that's what my parents it. thought too, because oh yeah, but it's literally like I hit the nail right on the head with like all the symptoms and exactly how you get it. It's just some weird name, peroneal tendonitis. Um, yeah, I'm I'm out on treadmills right now. Self-diagnosis. Self-diagnosis. If it happens again, I'll definitely go to the doctor. So, Dr. Millheiser over here. Dr. Millheiser. So, uh, yeah, I've been getting into running myself lately. So, just something that hasn't happened since my freshman year of high school. <laughs> it's weird. Um, is that it? Or do you want to talk about the Russia? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's talk about the, the fake coup. Let's talk about Wagner. Show me politics. <laughs> Show me politics. Wagner. Wagner. True. Um, so there was how many troops? Was it a hundred thousand or ten thousand? Fake troops. I I don't know. That's a lot of troops either way. It, either way, there was a supposed coup going on in Russia that was kind of distracting some things. Um and it turned out it was it was fake. It was a fake coup. That's all I really got on it, Luke. It was a fake coup, and Russia kind of bamboozled everybody. Yeah, the media was really making it out. They're like, man, this is a time in world history. Russia's going into a civil war. And then the next day, it was just like, oh, well, the guy's on the run. Um, and it turns out the guy who was running like the group um, uh, that was organizing the coup, he's like, he's like the... Hitler reincarnated basically he's he's a neo-nazi 
I mean, the Wagner group, um, if you know anything about like ancient music, the Ride of the Valkyries song, the, <laughs> look it up if you have it. Uh, Wagner, somebody is the person who composed it. He's he's like German. Um, he's like the German version of a Mozart. A Be- is Beethoven German? I don't know. But he's like up there and with those guys, Wagner, and he was Hitler's favorite composer. And uh, this guy named his group off of Hitler's favorite composer, of course. So, um, another L for the H man. You know, yeah. the supporters, uh, they, they're, they continue to be scared. So, made headlines. Um, no bad publicity if you're the H man. Yeah, I guess. You want to get into wheel spins, wrap up the show here? Yep. Have another uh, under one hour show. <sighs> Absolutely. Back back. Let's take a look. Back to back quick shows. All right, who have we done? So, are we doing four this week because we missed that show two weeks ago? I'm cool. Or are with we doing that. three this week and three next week? I'm cool with whatever. We'll see how we feel. Okay. I will be spinning the wheel. Last week, I believe it was Panthers 49ers. And, uh, yeah, that's what we've done. Colts, Raiders, 49ers, Panthers. And add to that list, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. Um, uh, you, you can go first on this one. Okay, let me pull up my timer. Okay, I mean, I, I really don't know anything about the Buccaneers other than they just lost Tom Brady. So I'm, I'm going to see if I can remember anything based off of you. <laughs> Your thoughts I'm, gathered. I'm trying to gather some thoughts from their draft, but I don't. I don't have no thoughts on their draft. What? Did, who did they draft <laughs> in the first round? <laughs> it's been so long. This gap between football season and following the NBA, and it's just. I don't know. It's it's it's. Yeah, don't forget Darren Waller's. Darren Waller's on the Giants. Don't forget that. That's People true. Forget well, that. We're gonna need to do like a football refresher. Like as we get closer yeah. to the season, like maybe just like we'll look at some rosters or something like that, and we'll just wow ourselves by that or something like that. Maybe and there will be probably some other moves that have already been made by then. Um, so yeah, um, I, I can pick some something to talk about. Here we go. Three, two, one. Um, they've got Baker Mayfield right now competing with Kyle Trask, SEC legend, um, versus technically going to be an an SEC legend, kind of. Baker Mayfield, when Oklahoma joins the SEC by affiliation, three or Letterman would punch me in the throat right now for saying that. But um, I think Trask actually has a great chance to start, but I think they'll give Mayfield the nod at the beginning. And the defense still has some pieces, still have Tristan Wirfs. Um, but, yeah, they're going to miss Tampa Tom. Yeah, I mean, this team is uh, – they, they're they they running in a weak division, so they'll still be competitive. They'll still be in the playoff race um, just because of that defense that is so good. But Todd Bowles, loser head coach, um, he does not have that dog in him. He would actually be a perfect representation of the St. Louis Seawards right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, this team, Minute. they're not really going very far, but they're not bad either. So eh. that's, that's, yeah, they're mid. They're mid. Yeah. They, they might be below mid, but we'll see. We'll see. 
<laughs> we'll see. All right, team number two here on the. Uh... Oh, I gotta spin it, I guess. <laughs> nope. And on this this one, it has the uh, Washington Redskins, but as we all know, that <laughs> um, it's the the Commanders now. So I bet I bet you are probably itching to get with this one, Cam. Knowing your fandom, <laughs> so another C words. You want me to? Can I start? Yeah, go ahead. All right, three, two, one. Lucas, it is Samuel Hal season. He is their starter. They've said it. He isn't as fat as I would like him to be. He's lost quite a bit of weight. In fact, Jacoby Brissett might be fatter than him right now, but that's besides the point. They've got Jahan Dotson, Scary Terry McCorn. The offensive line got a little bit better. That defense is could be sick, Luke. Could be sick if Chase Young has a bounce back year. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option, so we'll see. I'm at 30 seconds, uh, so I'll let you go. Yeah, I mean, this is a big year for their coaching staff. Uh, Ron Rivera on the hot seat last year. It's going to be a big year for him. Eric Bieniemy brought on as the offensive coordinator. It's going to be a big year to see what he can do away from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. If he can uh, kind of develop that offense on his own here. And this team is just, it's kind of meddling. They're in a really tough division. So it's going to be hard for them to get anything going. Maybe a wild card, but I mean, that's about that's about all that they can do. Yep. That's a minute. Yeah, it was. Um, I guess, it's yeah, definitely Commanders related. Uh, their owner sold the team, so um, good for them. Technically, yeah. Um, you want to do one more or two more? We'll see. I'm, I'm feeling at least one more. So yeah, let's, let's start with one. We'll see where we're at. All right, all right, all right. Let's get this spin going. Let's see. Let's see. See what you get. Let's see what you get. New Orleans Saints. Another NFC South team. We're just rattling them off now. Uh, I can go first on this one. All right. They're cool with that here. All right. Three, two, one. Uh, New Orleans Saints. They got famous Jameis down there at the QB position. But they also have boring Dennis Allen as the head coach. Um, and as we all know, we hate him because he started Andy Dalton every game last year. So we hate Dennis Allen. We're out on him. They're in this really, really bad division. Michael Thomas, I don't even know if he's still alive anymore, but if I mean, he probably will be a good player if he's on the field. Their defense is going to be good as it always is, but I mean, ultimately, I mean, how far can this team really go? It's the Saints. I don't really like their fans. Um, I mean, I think probably 7-10 and 10 is their peak. Um, yeah, Jameis is on the team, but he signed like a one-year, $8 million deal to be Derek Carr's backup. People forget Derek Carr's a, a saint. Um, although he has been a little bit in the news again. Uh, he has been. They do have some sick young receivers, and Michael Thomas is alive. He They just posted a video of him deadlifting 535 the other day. So, yeah, shout out to the Saints. That's a minute. Speaking of lifting very heavy things do you see the video of nick chubb i know this, this is yeah. brown's talk but yeah that's an old I mean, video actually um oh or really? maybe he just does that all the time because i've seen the same probably. exact video from a while back yeah it probably is um 
man, I mean, he's what is he squatting like 615 pounds or I whatever? Think it's like 35. The bar is literally just I believe. wobbling. The 45 pound metal bar that's probably at least an inch in diameter is just wobbling mm-hmm. with with this weight. It's it's insane that he's just squatting that. Probably can't be healthy for it, but uh, hey, since we're over yeah. an hour, we we didn't get the back to back under hour shows. Unfortunately, I know we were trying for that, but uh, it looks prettier when you don't have that one in front. But one more team, catch up here. One more. If we're already over, we're we, we got one more in us. I still got one more in me. Okay. Shout out Vince Carter. That's what I'm feeling. Carolina legend. Uh oh, almost the Eagles, but it was indeed the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Now we're down to 24 teams on the wheel. Seattle Seahawks, man. I don't know. You got anything off the bat? Um, yeah, I can. I can start us off. Okay. All right. Uh, three, two, one. Uh, Seattle still has the twelfth man going for them. They show that literally year in and year out. Um, Geno Smith got an extension. He was literally like a, a top ten quarterback last year, which was insane. Um, one thing I want to talk about with the. Seahawks here is they got better up front on the offensive line and which is going to be good for Kenneth Walker and Geno but they also drafted Jackson Smith and the Jigba to pair with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf so that could be pretty sick we'll see and they got Bobby Wagner back oh they did that's sick I love that that's a nice sentimental signing there um, yeah, I, I don't have much to say on this team. They were, they were kind of mid last year, but they way overshot their expectations. Um, people were saying they were a terrible team. Geno Smith had a breakout year. He got a bag. Um, Pete Carroll still kicking it there at, what, 70 years old, man? Um, this The Seahawks regime, they've outsmarted a lot of teams in the trades, um, you know, trying to back up their Jamal Adams disaster a few years ago. But uh, I think expect another midseason in that NFC West. I think that was all a little right. over a minute, but that's all right. Four teams done. It's all right. Twenty-four left. We'll have to probably start doing four teams a couple of times if we want to get there. By, I don't know what never. we got. We still have two months. Don't say that. That's Come eight on. shows. That's kind eight, of messed up. To nine say shows. That. Okay. Eight times three. We'd have to do at least three an episode. That's true. Um, we might we might increase it to three an episode. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in this week. Uh, stay tuned for next week. Maybe a guest episode. And uh, I yeah, just just uh, stay cool during these hot times. That's uh, that's all I gotta say. And during these dry times, have a good Fourth of July weekend and a good Fourth of July. Stay safe, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next week.